Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Weekends were made for sports. Now do the robot voice. I want to hear it again. Meet more sharp robot. That's a terrible robot voice. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Where are the turtles? Where are the turtles? Come on, guys, get out of here. Where are the turtles? And Rashad Taylor. Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. On 1080 The Fan. Hour 2 of 2 here on Sports Sunday. Just about to be 10-10. On your Sunday morning, another beautiful day. Man, these last four days, like if you've been inside. Uh, well, you've probably been kind of hot, so you and, should probably go outside. You probably don't have many friends. Like make some friends and go outside, man. It is gorgeous out there. Well, but be safe. You, know. yeah, you don't have well, your COVID course, vaccine man, yet. Listen, if you don't have a COVID vaccine, if you're not wearing a mask at this point, then come on. I got my second shot, baby. I'm, I am like... F- Less than two weeks away. I'm a week and a half away from finally being fully vaccinated. Yeah, I am. I'm going to go out to dinner that night with my girlfriend. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Let's all go. Of, I'm all of about five hours away from being fully vaccinated. Well, so. you got to wait 14 days well, after your second shot. Yeah, yeah, but still, you know, once you get the shot, like, you're all good. Uh, one texter did get back to us. He said, I think they need a bigger two with CJ or with Dane. CJ and Powell are both good and should stay on the team, but you need a better defender as a guard. I mean, yeah, that's a fair point. You do need a better two. I don't think, though, that you can keep both CJ and Powell and get someone to play the two that's a bigger wing. I think at some point, something's going to have to go for in order for that to happen. You know, because with that, with that being the case, if you keep Powell, you're going to pay him like 20 mil a year, right? Which is a lot. You already have CJ on his huge contract. So you need to bring someone in who can play that spot, maybe play better defense there to play with Dame. But he also has to be a good shooter, right? Because he's got to be able to take the pressure off Damian Lillard when he's out there on offense. Is Powell restricted free agent this year? No. 
uh, he is player ha- he has a player option. Player, player option. And he's going to take it because he's going to make bank. So he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. No guarantee the Blazers keep him, by the way. Um, my thought with that trade was you weren't going to re-sign Trent or match his offer, I should say, because Trent's going to get a lot of money, and he was a restricted free agent. So right. you sent him away to get a slightly better player than Trent in Powell to try to make a push this year. And I assumed you probably weren't going to re-sign Powell either, but now there's some chatter that they might. Mm-hmm. I'm, all I'm saying is if you want a better defensive two-guard who can also shoot, it's going to cost money that you might not have if you're keeping both CJ and Powell. Yes. It's just you got, at some point you got to make a sacrifice, and that's I think we'd all love that to be the case, but that's not the way the team is constructed, sadly. All right. I'm going to get us back on the clock. we got a break. Uh, I want to get to Rashad's question about how we view these athletes getting in trouble because we've seen two very drastic situations go very differently for two big NFL players in the last month. And we'll get to that next sports Sunday on the fan in the Odyssey app. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. So if you missed the news this week earlier, Aaron Donald was the next NFL player who was in trouble legally, had a lawsuit filed against him. A guy who was wearing a Washington State jumper in the in the clip said that Aaron Donald and a group of guys beat him up at a nightclub in Pittsburgh this week. And I mean, he was beat up. I mean, he had a black eye. It was, it was, it was a whole thing. Oh, he got beat up. And you know, you see this and you go, "Oh my God, another top tier NFL player is going to get in trouble." Right? I love Aaron Donald. He's great. It's fun to watch. Again, by all accounts, which was the same thing with Deshaun Watson, he seemed like a good guy. And you see this and you go, "Oh my God, not not again, not not someone else that you liked getting in trouble." Within two days, his lawyer comes out, Donald's lawyer comes out, and says that they have video evidence refuting this guy's claim. And in the video, apparently, Aaron Donald actually helps this guy get away from the group of people who were beating him up and was not beating him up. And then the guy comes out and says, oh, I was mistaken. He was not beating me up. So within like five days, this went away, right? It was not Aaron Donald that did it. He helped the guy at the club. He tried to get him away from the guys who were beating him up. But we're at this weird point now where when these athletes get accused of things, it's so hard to figure out how to feel. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, I mean, it's not hard to stay neutral, but when the initial details come out, and again, I use the Deshaun Watson thing as an example because the initial details of the Deshaun Watson thing came out and you were like, oh, what? That dude's a creep right? Assuming that it was true. But then you also have that thought in the back of your head, you know, Duke lacrosse just wakes up in your brain Mm -hmm. and it's like, Hey, these guys looked as guilty as humanly possible. And it turns out she made it all up and they were not guilty. They were innocent. So you're sitting there with the Deshaun Watson situation going, okay, so this sounds really bad, but everything I know about him is that he seems like a good dude. So I don't know, maybe she's just trying to get some money. And then more and more and more and more and more women come out. And it turns out he had 40 plus masseuses in a year. And you're just like, oh, my God, what is happening? 
Um, and then with Aaron Donald, because of what we just had happen with Deshaun Watson, you're like, okay. So I, I, in the beginning with Deshaun Watson, I was trying to sit on the fence and be neutral. And then you're like, okay, now I sound like an ass because I was trying to be like, whoa, we'll see what happens. And it turns out, again, I mean, I guess we'll wait and see. But it, it seems pretty clear that Deshaun Watson's a creep, right? Yeah, at this, I, I at this so. point, it seems pretty clear that that's the case and did some stuff that he definitely should not have done. Then you go into the Aaron Donald thing and you're like, okay, so this guy comes out and says he beat him up at a nightclub. Last time this happened, and I was on the fence about Deshaun Watson, I was proven wrong. So what do I do with this? And it, it, I'm finding it really difficult personally to stay neutral every single time I get a story about this because of things that have happened the last time I did that. It's it's really, really tough to, to come at it from trying to be neutral for both sides. Yeah, I think it's because we, you know, we look at these, the ones that uh, we felt were guilty, you know, Floyd Mayweather, um, to, to Kobe to and you know they settled out of court but you know when you settle well, out Kobe of court that usually mean, yeah it. that that means that you did something so mm-hmm. Kobe and you know so and I think you think about these athletes and the position they're in the fact that in most cases um it's hard to find humble athletes right it's hard to find these guys that are just like oh well thank you and I appreciate you and I you know I just appreciate the people that are around me like in most cases athletes always kind of get what they want and everything and so you assume that yeah, they did it. You know, sexual assault. Yeah, you know, especially if you're a football player, you because know, of the aggression. Because that comes of the with aggression it. that comes with the sport, because of you know the 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 level of testosterone that that you have, because these guys are so much bigger than the normal person. Like if a football player, Aaron Donald, if you haven't seen this guy with the shirt off, like he makes every man feel inferior about his body. You know what I mean? Like he's 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 just he's he's like a Greek god, you know, what the, what you can imagine that those really look like. That's Aaron Donald in real life. And so you got these big buffed-up guys that everybody in the club or wherever you know, wherever you go, knows that you're that guy. He's that. And Dominican Sue is from Portland. Doesn't really kick it here in Portland, but every now and then he'll be around, you know, at a, at a club or a bar or something like that. And you can see, with even with all this football helmets and everything that he wears, everybody in the bar is like, that's Dominic. That's mm-hmm. uh, we 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 That's see a football him. player. We know him. He's a football player. Now let's say you're in the NBA, and now let's say you're the tallest dude in the club because you're six foot seven and six foot eight or whatever. You're instantly a target. Aaron Donald, if you haven't seen the video yet, tried to help that man. Try, but nope. He's a superstar that he saw. I can get money from him. Aaron Donald did it. Mm-hmm. He tried to. He he assaulted me with his buddies and everything. And if we hadn't seen that video, most of us would have been like. Yeah, I could probably see that. Mm-hmm. Like, he seems real cool, but they all seem real cool, and I could probably probably see that. So, well, and again, the Deshaun Watson thing has thrown me for a loop with this too, because he seems real cool. Because right? Deshaun Watson, by all accounts, and this is some from stuff that I've read in articles about it, and from from some of the the, the women who talked in these articles, they, they're saying he's built this persona. He's done such a good job of putting up this persona so that nobody would ever believe anything he's done is bad, right? He's he's in uh, maybe not intentionally, but it seems as if he's intentionally built this mask so that when he's a creep, no one's going to believe the women, right? So because of that, even the guys that we think are good, it's like, are they? OJ. Who are these people? OJ. To everybody's yeah. face, OJ Simpson was... The juice, so nice and so courteous. And Dave Chappelle even tells a story, like, you know, after he met OJ after, like, you know, the third or fourth time and everything like that, and he couldn't have been a nicer guy. 
he couldn't have he was so you know humble and and oh please and thank you and i appreciate it and things like that and he said the minute he left it was like yeah he did that you know and i, I think it's kind of one of those things like we don't know this thin veneer of kindness and everything these guys are still a brand at the end of the day like may, maybe not a brand that you're used to buying but ray rice was a brand you know that's no longer in the nfl anymore like you know what I mean? So it's it's kind of one of those things. These guys have to protect that brand that they've built. And so like it it would break it's gonna break people's hearts when they figure out some of their heroes. Like for me with Kobe, that Kobe thing was oh that you talk about a heartbreaker, rape word. Mm-hmm. Oh my man, like how do I fully get and I'm the one to support him, like, man, no, he didn't. Then I was like, man, he might have done it and well, he, much like much like uh well he did yeah no and no at the time that's what i was thinking it's like right. oh well yeah he, he might have but much like you're talking about deshaun watson kobe very much the same way at that point kept everything very straight faced and smiles and i mean you knew he was a jerk on the court you knew but... he was a jerk to his teammates and stuff like that but then we look at uh you know kind of how deshaun watson's handled himself you just signed a four-year deal and you want out today that's that's weird. I'm not going to report to camp. I'm, that's not saying it's weird, but I can understand that if you're in two year two year three of your contract, but you just finished the first year. Yeah, you kind of got to play the rest of your contract that you literally just signed. So I'll, you look at stuff like that, and it's hard to say that it's hard to look at these guys now and say, man, I, I, I we just presume that you're guilty until we find out otherwise. I saw Aaron Donald's like, yeah, he probably did, it, and then find out he did. Now I feel bad. It's like that's why I kind of bought it to you. It's like, damn, I felt really bad that. I instantly said that this guy was guilty and find out that, no, you're not. You were actually the one level-headed one there trying to make sure things didn't happen. Uh, This text comes in from one of our P1s. Am I crazy that it's easy for me to think Donald was innocent? Aside from what's come to light, if Donald had hit the man, I'd assume the athlete gets attacked by the broke drunk, not the rich success wanting trouble. Uh, Usually, oh, oh. Not the not the rich success one in trouble, usually. On the other hand, male sports culture is often pro-sexual aggression in every way, so I tend to believe rape and abuse is usually a real problem with male athletes. Yeah, I guess that's a good point, right? Like, why would Aaron Donald get attacked by that guy? Like, a guy who was already had success, right? Yeah, no, that doesn't happen. It doesn't make a that lot of sense. Happen. That doesn't no. happen. Even when guys, like, there are successful guys that get into it, it's usually people from their crew. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy doesn't like this dude from this crew, although the main people don't like each That's usually the way that goes. Very seldom. Man, Zach Randolph was the only person I knew that was a, a, a millionaire and a, a professional athlete that was really with all the smoke. He was the one guy that was here in Portland that was like, man, let's do this. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I don't know. It's just, it's tough. And I, I want to get to a point where it doesn't make me uncomfortable to stay neutral because we've seen it enough from both sides now where it's been really hard to tell in the beginning. I want to get comfortable in my own skin and saying, I don't know all the facts yet. I can't judge this person or judge, judge this case. I think we often hear the initial details and we get so triggered emotionally. We're like, Oh my God, how can someone do that to blank? Usually for me, it's in, in the case with a, a man doing something to a, a woman, woman, of course, whether it's it's rape allegations or abuse or even however you want to characterize Deshaun, whatever Deshaun Watson did. Right. You know, just crossing lines sexually. Um, harassment would be, I guess, the right term for that. You get so upset that you're like, oh, my God, I don't ever want to root for this guy again. But. In some of those cases, it's not actually the truth. And, and this person gets vilified. And they shouldn't have been. So I'm trying to stay neutral, 
But if I stay neutral, I don't want to come across as, as like anti-women. I'm just waiting for all the facts to come out. It's, it's tough. It's a really tough place to be in, especially when you're on the radio or in front of a microphone having to say stuff about it. It's like, ah, you know, I don't want to come across as, as a douche, but I just want to just wait. I just want to wait to see everything that comes to light. It's even the same thing that with the Tiger Woods situation, which was a solo incident, a crash, right? And, and I remember Suk saying this on primetime. He said, I want to wait for all the details to come out before I start throwing around drug alcohol accusations against Tiger because Tiger's had this before, right? Tiger has been pulled over and was on 17 million drugs at one time. And, you know, as his, he tried to leave his, his ex-wife's house and had the golf club broken over the front of the car and broken through the windshield. But in this instance, you didn't know. And now as stuff is starting to come out, it's starting to be like, ooh, did he fall asleep at the wheel? Is the sheriff's department protecting him? Why was he alone? He's never alone. Were there drugs? There was an empty pill, you know, all that stuff starts to come out and, you know, it's, in the beginning, you're like, no, 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 this wasn't this again for Tiger. Tiger's turned the corner. You got to stay neutral, right? You got to stay neutral until all the facts come out. And it's really difficult to do, especially for athletes that you like. No. Like, like Tiger Woods no, or Aaron yeah. Donald. Yeah, it's, it's it's just kind of, it's it's a tough spot to be in an athlete. And it makes you become, and this is the reason why athletes in general, when you meet them in public, they're kind of like standoffish. Uh, what's up? How are you? Like, could you imagine? And you're 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 famous, Lynch. I think you you like to downplay the I'm fact not, that you're I'm Portland not famous. famous. I'm not like famous. Joe, he doesn't know like that. You know that people half the people in Portland listen to sports, listen to the fan. You know more than half people listen to sports, listen to the fan. So they know who you are. But could you imagine being so famous to where? Everywhere you go, you don't know who that person is, but everybody knows you. Mm -hmm. I mean, after Sunday mornings, we are literally fighting off paparazzi because oh, of Mike man. Lynch. Sorry, very exciting. I know. Thank you so much. That's that's how I leave the building. You know, I don't see any day. paparazzi, so I guess they're here for you. Mike, do you really drive a Nissan Murano? Yeah. <laughs> yes, my car is right here. You see it. Tell us what time your kid's soccer practice is. <laughs> <laughs> that's never with the cameras in your face. So yeah, it's 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 unfortunate to to be an athlete. It's and especially you know to be a black athlete. These things that. You know, you're you're definitely guilty in most cases. You know, so um, it's tough, and sometimes makes you wonder, like, if you're if it's really going to be worth it. If the, you know all the stuff that comes with it, more money, more problems. Uh, my guy Biggie said a long time ago, and that's exactly what it is. And so it makes it really tough because these athletes have been so pampered, you know, to a point, and have gotten everything they want to where sometimes you look at it and go, well, damn, he might have he might have did that. Like that sounds like he might have did that. You know, there's a pro athlete who gets everything and in most cases for free. And then somebody tells you a girl tells you no or someone tells you, no, I'm not with that. Mm -hmm. Huh? What do you mean? And the person's like, yes, you are. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? No, Everyone yeah, you are going to do that. And so I can I can see how that happens, too. But also, you know, I think we do have to give these athletes a benefit of doubt because they are indeed a target everywhere they go. All right. Let's get into a commercial break. And then coming up next, it is time for hate it or love it. But first, Joe Fish three sports weekend sports with a difference this is sports sunday with mike and rashad on 1080 the fan i guess and sue is a restaurant 
Bay's Chicken. Absolutely. Mm. It's actually really good. It's, it's here. It's in the Selwood area. Uh, they have one in Selwood. And there's, and there's another one. Down by Voodoo Donuts. I've uh, had that uh, many times. Their chicken sandwich, their fried chicken sandwich. You get the you get the hot one or the regular one? I get the hot one. I get hot. I, or you can just get like. Is uh, it like Nashville hot or just like. Like Nashville hot. Oh, yeah. dude. It yeah. is. It's, I love it's that kind of legit. sandwich. So I get the, uh, the four piece or you can get like a, the half bird. And so it's like a breast wing thigh. Uh, leg, everything like that. Get it in Nashville. You can get half and half Nashville hot and then uh, just regular. Shoot, I might want well, a car. I might have to. Honestly, yeah. That, it's. I used to have them a lot when I worked downtown and I would get them on my lunch break and they would never ba- make it back to where I work because I would no, always eat it on, on the, the way, way there. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's the way it goes. Good. good food doesn't make it back to wherever you're trying to go. If you want like the good, sloppy, unhealthy fried chicken sandwich that's the way to go because there's a basilisk have you ever had basilisk chicken sandwich no that has like coleslaw and they use like cucumbers instead of pickles no thanks and it's more like i guess quote unquote fresh of a chicken sandwich whereas yeah bay's chicken sandwich that thing is just an absolute mess and delicious yeah it's great love that thing shout out to Bay's. so this music means it's time for hater to love it joe will ask us questions and award us points or deduct us points based on our answers Winner host the last segment. What do we got? Joseph. Uh, they also have a really nice peach sauce, I hear, as well. Mm, yummy. Some sort of uh, dipping sauce. Yeah. Uh, anyways, since we didn't get to talk about it in the segment to start the hour, let's bring up LaMarcus Aldridge, huh? Very mixed bag of how people feel about LaMarcus in this area. Uh, he did give nine seasons to the Blazers. His... Uh, Stats and numbers speak for himself. What he did in that Houston series in the playoffs was one of the more memorable moments. It seems like he put up 40 points and 10 rebounds. Like, it seemed yeah. like every game he was doing that to yeah. me. But, yeah, he was an absolute stud for the Blazers. You look at some uh, top 10 Blazers of all time lists. He floats around that 10 to, you know, lower uh, half of the 10 list. You know, somewhere around 8, 7. But you ask some Blazer fans, and they don't have too good of an opinion of LaMarcus because of how he left and went to San Antonio. So, hate or love it, LaMarcus Aldridge, top 10 blazer of all time. Oh, I love it. Absolutely love it. I know that there is a sour taste in the mouth of Blazer fans because of it, but LaMarcus Aldridge was the guy. He was one of the main reasons the Blazers restarted their playoff streak that they had that Rashad was talking about back in the 90s and uh, early thousands. I mean, he was the guy that helped get it back there. I'll never forget the first two games he played against Houston in the playoff series where he went off for like 45 plus points each of those games and completely won the games by himself. I think LaMarcus Aldridge doesn't get enough credit for his defensive ability either. LaMarcus Aldridge was a great defender. He was a big body. He would bang up guys on the inside. He was a well-rounded player. Now, I mean, his preferred shot was the mid-range jumper, but he was great in the paint. Towards the end of his career, even with the Blazers, he was able to hit threes, too. He was a very well-rounded player. And, you know, his personality didn't mesh as well with with the city and the team, and that's why he doesn't get the love and respect he deserves. Uh, But that's the only reason why. and, And leaving. I mean, but that's not part of him being a top Blazer of all time. Yes, he left. Yes, he went to the Spurs. You know, that happens sometimes. Even some of everyone's favorite Blazers left. I mean, it just happens, right? Guys go and play for different teams. Clyde left. He went and went to go play with the Rockets. I mean, it happens. And Blazer fans still love Clyde, right? They still love Clyde. So the reason that Blazer fans don't respect him as much as they should, not all of them, 
is his personality and because he left. It's not on the court, and on the court's all that matters for one of the best Blazers of all time. He is for sure the top 10 Blazer of all time. Man, love it a thousand times. You are absolutely insane if you say Lamar anything other than Lamarcus Aldridge is the top 10 Blazer of all time. I'll go one further. Lamarcus Aldridge is the top five Blazer of all time. We love guys like Arvita Sabonis here in Portland. We love guys like Rasheed Wallace here in Portland. Guess what? Lamarcus Aldridge's numbers trump either one of those numbers for, for anything that they've done in a Blazer jersey. This dude was a three-time All-Star, or excuse me, four-time All-Star when he was here in Portland. He was first, or excuse me, he was an All-NBA player when he was here in Portland. Again, like Lynch said, he had a, he was a, a, a good shot blocker and a good defender. And on top of that, this is what we got to remember about LaMarcus. He was never set up to be the guy. At no point in LaMarcus's career was he supposed to be the guy. Remember, when he got drafted, it was Brandon Roy that was the leader of that team. Then the next year, they got Greg Oden. So it's going to be Brandon, then Greg, and then LaMarcus. What happened? Both of those guys get hurt. LaMarcus is thrust into this position of being the star. And guess what? Since he became the star, 21 points, 21 points, 21 and 9, 21 and 11, 23 and 12. Like, those are the numbers that he was putting up consistently as the as the star person on the Blazers roster. He had an opportunity to go to his home state in Texas, go play for an all-time great coach in Greg Popovich for one of the all-time great organizations in sports. I think most people aren't passing up the opportunity to, one, to go play for Greg Popovich, and two, to go play for an all-time great franchise like the San Antonio Spurs. Although I will say that didn't really work out for it him. It didn't work out for him. It didn't work out the way hindsight 2020, like, but still, it's, if you if you'd have told him or anybody around the NBA five, six, seven years ago, hey, you can go play with Greg Popovich and the Spurs and be the guy now that Tim Duncan's gone, I'm there. It's just it's a it's a no-brainer in most cases. Didn't work like he wanted the two, but LaMarcus is still his numbers say less. Go look at the people that have their jerseys retired for the Blazers, and you tell me if LaMarcus Holders ain't better than uh all but one, all but two of those guys. Well, should be retired. Yes. It should. And they will. I think they're going to retire. So get that hate out of your heart, Portland. Portland's not that awesome of a city for... Uh, to to win uh, championships in. Let's just let's just be real. San Antonio's not either, but at least he had an opportunity to play for Greg Popovich and the Spurs. Just saying. Well, hey, also going to San Antonio, and you think you're going to play with one of the best players in the league, Kawhi Leonard, and then he should and then he leaves, and then he leaves. So. You know, so yep. so I'll give myself a point for that. <sighs> Moving on to the next one. Blazers. They currently sit in the sixth seed. They are two games below the L.A. Lakers. Lakers, they obviously are injury riddled at this point. AD might be making his return here soon. No question on when LeBron will return, but they will be without all their horses, at least for another couple weeks. And unfortunately, one of the bigger bummer moments of the season was seeing Jamal Murray tore uh, Tara's ACL. Yeah, that hurt. A few nights ago. It looked really bad. Well, and it was annoying. The way he was grabbing his knee, like he was in such desperation. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. And it was just annoying because the Nuggets were probably going to lose that game anyways, and they're making a comeback late against the Warriors. And so it it was like a minute and a half left in the game. It was one of those, like, why is he out there arguments? Kind of, yeah. You could definitely make that case. Uh, So with the Lakers not not having all their horses in the Nuggets without one of their best players, hate it or love it. The Blazers have a legitimate shot at the fourth seed. Oh, love it. Um, uh, unfortunately, with Anthony Davis, we've seen already that he is not enough to carry the Blazers. When LeBron was out a couple years ago, the Blazers, excuse me, the Lakers didn't even make, even make the playoffs. So uh, Anthony Davis is a great player, but I think he needs another great player alongside him to be able to do that work. Um, Jokic is is just, uh, he's an unbelievable player, but Jamal Murray is really the, the, the engine that kind of makes that team go, and he's able to kind of set everybody up 
There's a reason why, you know, Jokic is usually so open because once Jamal Murray gets to the rim, he's kicking it out, and then he's going to knock those shots down. So we'll see how, how well Jokic is able to carry his team. But I, I, I think that the Blazers, if they play better, which we haven't seen them do, can jump up and steal that. But I think that's the thing. Everything the Blazers do at this point depends solely on them. You know, at this point, things have been set up for them to move higher in the standings, but they have to play better basketball. I think the Lakers have been playing so-so basketball without LeBron and AD. Uh, I think Denver, you know, like you said the other day, they should have. They were going to lose that game anyway, and then they lost Jamal Murray. So we'll see how they respond to that one. But the good thing is they did just get Aaron Gordon. He's been playing really, really well. And Michael Porter Jr. has really stepped it up as a, as a really a good option, as a, as a great, probably at this point, number two option um, for the Nuggets moving forward. The Nuggets still have a great team around them, so I don't think it's going to matter very much. The Blazers aren't playing good basketball. They can move up. I say the highest they get is to the fifth seed. Uh, you said legitimate chance to get to the four. I'm going to say, hey, I think they have a, a small chance to get to the four because like we've talked about uh, somewhere deep down, we still are waiting for that Blazers run that comes at the end of the year. I just don't know if it's going to happen this year based on how the team is is constructed and been playing. But you, you are right. The injuries do certainly pose a, a pose a, an, a, an option for the Blazers. Give them an option to move forward. But Anthony Davis is coming back. And the Lakers have been treading water just fine without both Davis and LeBron. They've dropped a couple of spots, but the fact that without those two guys, they're still the fifth seed is in the West is still something to be impressed about for the Lakers. And like Rashad said, Jamal Murray was star number two on that team behind Jokic, but they're a good team and they play well. And they might drop a tiny bit, but they're not going to drop down to the Blazers level based on losing Jamal Murray. They got enough players on that team. They got enough guards on that team who can really help fill Jamal Murray's role. Uh, you know, not one one person for Murray, but a couple of them working in that same tandem. I think they can do it. Look, it, this is less about those teams and more about the Blazers. I mean, the Blazers are three and a half games back of that four seed right now. That's hard to make up with a tough schedule coming up and the way that they've been playing. It is. I don't, I don't believe this Blazers team is going to go more than, you know, a little bit over 500, if that, the rest of the way. And if you're winning, losing, winning, losing, winning, losing, you're not going to make up that much ground in the West. You're just not going to do it. I don't think the Nuggets are going to lose eight games in a row. I don't think the Lakers are going to lose eight games in a row. None of those teams are. Those teams are all going to be just fine, and the Blazers aren't going to be good enough to make that leap. So I think they're going to be kind of stuck in that sixth spot. And I maybe like Rashad, I'm just kind of agreeing with Rashad. Maybe the five's achievable, right? Maybe that's doable, but I, I just I don't know. At this point, it's all the same anyway. Yeah, I can. No matter who, no matter where they finish, they're going to play a really difficult team in the first round, and probably not win. Yeah, so I can, I can see the Lakers. They're more likely to drop more games than the than the Nuggets are for sure. But LeBron might be back soon too, right? We have no idea, but I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron's back in like a week or two. Yeah. All right, which leads me to my next question. If it's not the fourth or fifth or even the sixth seed, they're playing the Grizzlies th three times in a four-game stretch. I don't believe they have the Mavericks anymore, but as, we've, as we have mentioned the last few weeks, their schedule does not get any easier by any means, playing a lot of good teams down the stretch. So, hate it or love it. Blazers, they're going to be in the play-in tournament. Oof. Oh, my God. It seems like it certainly could happen, right? It's really, really devastating if that's the case. I'm going to go ahead and say hate it. And this is my last stand. This is my last hopeful stand as a Blazer fan this year is that they are good enough and will figure out enough of a way to string a couple of wins together at some point in this stretch 
to avoid dropping down to the seven seed. That is my last stand of hope. If they fall down into the play-in series, and even if they still make the playoffs at that point, I think that's going to finish me off in terms of just not having that much hope left for this roster construction anymore. But I still like this team. I still like the way it's constructed enough for the fact that they could stay out of that stupid tournament. So I'm going to go ahead and say, hey, man, thanks for all those points, Joe. I appreciate it. I don't know, man. You get one. That's a, <laughs> that's a hard, that's a, that's a really difficult question. Um, Dang, that's probably the most difficult question you've asked in a while. I know, I'm, it's tough. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say love uh, that they will be in the playing tournament. Yes. Right? Unfortunately, you know, you asked the question a couple weeks ago. And, you know, I think we both loved it is that the Blazers would finish the season with these games. Uh, and they would go 500 in these last 23 games. And these last few games have given me some pause on that. And then, like you said, Lynch, the schedule doesn't get any easier. Um, Charlotte plays good basketball for whatever reason. And without having a lift game on the floor, uh, Dennis Schroeder, or excuse me, Dennis Schroeder, uh, but uh, what's my, or, uh, Terry Rozier, excuse me, uh, could have a really big night uh, for them. Then they got the Clippers coming up. Then you got Denver coming up. And then you have to play Memphis and John Morant and bigger guards twice. Uh, and then you have to play Memphis again after that. Then you got Brooklyn. Like, there's a very good chance that there's a, that some of these games could slip. And I, I'm not, I can't look at, uh, I'm not looking at Dallas's uh, schedule, but I'm not sure how easy Dallas's schedule is to, to end the season. But you lose a few of these games in a row, like, there's a good chance they lose three in a row. And I'm knocking on wood here to LA, to LA, Denver, and Memphis, you know, in between there. So, again, just knocking on wood, hoping that doesn't happen. But yeah. <laughs> Dallas's schedule is mm, pretty good. Yeah, Dallas schedule. So if their schedule is pretty good to end the season, like this could be potentially a problem. Again, the last three games of the season for the Blazers are Utah, Phoenix, and Denver. Yep. And so those could be potential uh, losses for them. Although a couple there. of those so, teams could be resting players at that point. Some, uh, yeah, Denver, Denver more than likely. Well, Denver, because they don't have Jamal Murray, we'll see if they'll, you know, how they how things kind of play out for them. But we can expect for Phoenix, for, the, uh, to, for them to play Utah and don't hit that button. You can expect them to play Utah and Phoenix in between there. So, uh, yeah, I, I'd say the Blazers probably will be in that playing game. They're only two games ahead of Dallas. Dallas is playing better. Here's the Mavericks schedule. Sacramento, Detroit, Lakers back-to-back, Sacramento, Warriors, Detroit, Washington, Sacramento, Miami, <laughs> oh my God. Brooklyn, Cleveland, Cleveland, Memphis, Pelicans, Raptors, T-Wolves. So let's go ahead and say that they win most uh, of those games. <laughs> and, you know, just considering the free fall the Blazers are on right now, it just it's looking uh, it's just looking more I hadn't and more looked bleak. at that. That's really depressing. Yeah. <laughs> that so, is a really easy schedule. So now the pressure is solely on the Blazers at this point. Now that we now that everybody knows the schedule, Blazers, you're up. You gotta make something happen. Well, Rashad, you do lose a point for giving me a little toot for playing the time is uh, no, running out he, time. he wins. But he does get the victory. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. I that's the Kings three times. Yeah, that's just the fact that you have Sacramento three times on your schedule to end the season is is enough to, to Cleveland say, okay. twice. Cleveland twice. Like, Minnesota, Toronto. The, the easiest game the Blazers have is they have Indiana and which is a which is, you know, a, an okay team in the Eastern Conference. They have Atlanta. They have no they have Cleveland. Yeah, they have, you know, they have... And Houston. Houston sucks. Atlanta and Cleveland and Houston. But outside of that, every other team that they're playing is a playoff team, right. at least in their conference. Let's break. What are we doing next? We probably only have like one <sighs> we're gonna minute. Talk so. about, we're going to talk about how we're going to spend our day today. Okay. Sounds good. Right, next right. on The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Yeah. 
10.54, 10 seconds, 11 seconds, 12 seconds. We have a clock that we can see. Like, the clock everything. is also wrong, by the way. Is, is that one wrong? Yep. Which one should we be looking at? Or this one that says 13 seconds, 14 seconds. There you go. There we go. I think that one's more correct. That one's good. Uh, we, have, we are in the midst of uh, the first sign of great Portland weather. Uh, these past few days have this been feels like a trick, amazing. doesn't it? It does feel like, you know, it's global warming, but that's, you know, we don't want to depress everybody with that. It's April. Yeah, but still, you know, it's I mean, like I'm, very, I'm enjoying it, man. I'm in shorts. I love oh, man. We're both in shorts. Joe, are you are you wearing pants? Uh, I'm wearing no pants. Yeah, no shorts. Just I am just rocking boxers over here. That's what's mm. up. Man. No. Yeah, I have shorts on. Comfortable yeah. morning. I actually so, I'm wearing uh, Adidas slippers with no sandals right now as well. So I'm just uh, barefoot in it. Oh, OK. That's cool. I'm, I'm all I'm a big fan of the barefoot in it. Not a big sock guy in the first place. So. Uh, I I would love to get out and and the stuff, and I'm probably gonna do a little bit. However, today is Pfizer shot number two for the kid. There you go. 3 p.m. Uh, got a report, and I'm I'll be honest, man. I'm a little nervous about this one because this is the one that makes you sick. Yep, this one knocked and, me on my ass for a day. And so I'm not really looking forward to being sick. You know, when you're a parent, being sick is especially a single parent. Like, it's the worst because you, you don't have anybody to do stuff for you. My little guy is nine, so he's not like he can do a whole, whole bunch for me. Well, you'll be okay. It's not, I and mean, it was bad, but it's a day. It's 24 hours. It depends apparently on your immune system. I had no idea. It sounds very backwards, but the better your immune system, the worse you feel. Because that sounds awesome. Well, you're, you because your body's off. fighting it better. Of course. So you're going to get the symptoms of it harder because your body's fighting it. Yeah, so. so I'm a little, I'm not looking forward to that because I know I have to do that, especially at such an odd time, 3 o'clock. So it's one of those weird things. But getting it done, uh, be fully vaccinated in about 14 days. There you go. And, uh, yeah, back out here to breathe into people's faces with no mask on. <laughs> I don't think we can do that quite <laughs> yet, but uh, it's just it just feels good just to gonna know. Breathe, just going to breathe in people's faces and show them my card. Like, no, it's, it's cool. It's Check fun. it out. I'm just, I'm happy that... We're getting to a point where I feel like I can start doing some stuff again. Joe, when's your second shot? I know you had your first one. This Thursday, my man. We're getting there. We're getting there. Almost, man. We're getting there. All Almost. right, guys. Have a very good rest of your Sunday. Enjoy the beautiful weather. It's supposed to be nice for, I think, a couple more days. And, you know, maybe some rain will come back. I mean, it's still spring, so it's not summer yet, even though it feels like it. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and we'll see you guys next week.